We all owe them, but very few of us know them. They are the men and women of our military and first responder communities. And these are their stories. American Warrior Radio is on the air. Welcome to American Warrior Radio. This is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. Podcasting can be a very powerful tool for veterans to share their stories with the rest of the population. It's estimated that 9% or so of U.S.-based podcasts involve military veterans at some level. Now, data from 2021 estimated there were about 2 million podcasts that published more than 48 million episodes in that year. But that doesn't tell the whole story. When you dive deeper into the data and look at how many of those podcasts published four or more episodes, the figure drops roughly from 2 million to only 888,000. Only about 720,000 of those published 10 or more episodes. In the industry, it's known as pod fade. The content creator either gradually publishes less and less content and fades off into the cyber sunset, or just abruptly stops publishing at all. A generally accepted maximum is that pod fade sits in around the 4 to 7 episode mark. So what kind of dedication does it take to produce and publish over 300 podcasts dedicated to helping veterans tell their stories? Well, we're about to find out. Oscar Mike Radio was a finalist of the 2021 Veteran Podcast Awards and was recently featured in a Veterans Affairs Administration blog about veteran podcasts. Today's guest is the producer and host of Oscar Mike Radio. He's a Marine veteran, and he's even done some acting. His story was featured in the June 2022 issue of Canvas Rebel Magazine. Learn more by visiting OscarMikeRadio.com. Travis Partington, welcome to American Warrior Radio. Ben, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really pleased to be here today. I appreciate it. Well, Travis, I'm just so impressed. Uh, Podfade is something that most people who aren't in the business don't know about. But, you know, you look at those numbers and, uh, you know, it's one of those things, and you can attest this maybe, but, you know, it sounds like a fun thing to do. And you do it once, you do it twice, and then it's like, man, this is a lot of work. And and they fade out. But you've done, what What are you on now? I know I, At your website, I think I saw episode 331. 332 drops tonight as a special episode, uh, and then I have 333 dropping this Thursday night. So, and with uh, series and specials, uh, we're approaching 400. Wow. Okay, well, let's let's talk about your why. What is Travis Burnington's why of Oscar Mike Radio? Oscar Mike Radio was born out of uh, need. Uh, I, I felt back in 2014, 2015, that there was a need to try to make sense of why my fellow brothers and sisters were committing suicide at such a high rate. I was going through a, a personally difficult time in my life and held on to every sliver of hope that I could. And I wanted to create something that would um, give hope and let people know who served in the military, who are veterans, where I could do that, hey, we're, we're special. And then people, civilians, family members, lives, you know, and businesses, you know, just how truly unique and special veterans are. So it came out of that. How many years did you serve in the Marines? I served about four years in the Marine Corps. Okay. And we don't need to get into the details, but you did mention you're having a rough time around 2014, 2015. If I'm not mistaken, you also were sort of kind of cutting your teeth. You were uh, like a fill-in host on the local radio station at the time as well. Is that kind of what led you to the, the power of this medium? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, I, I was doing some guest hosting around that time just 
for, for fun and because it was, you know, I, I my, my first job, to go back a little bit, my first job ever that was paid was working for 98.1, 98 Rocks in Shreveport, Louisiana, doing, um, you know, surveys. Uh, and it's kind of funny doing surveys in my country town, but um, I always loved it. So I had a chance to do some guest hosting and learn about the business a little bit more, and I did it, and it was WBBF AM 1530 in Taunton, Massachusetts. Okay. But you you never planned on a career in, in radio? That's correct. I, I, I never planned on, never had the, the means to get into the, the business, and so uh, that's where podcasting came in. So you had this idea, but we all know there's a big difference from idea to fruition. And how did you, what was that first step you took? Because I understand that there was a just, I, I don't believe in coincidences, uh, Travis. I think things, everything happens for a reason. And as I understand it, there just so happened to be an event or some kind of a, a something taking place at the local community college about podcasting. So you thought you'd go check it out? Absolutely. Almost seven years ago, April will be seven years, um, it, it's around this time that, you know, I, I figured out what I wanted to be in Oscar Mike Radio and how I wanted to do this. He was actually doing it. And so at Massasoit Community College in 2016, there was this first annual Dale Dorman Media Day event. And I went down there, and one of the breakout sessions was this team from a company called Hubazoo, W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, Hubazoo. And they were talking about podcasting. And I'm like, get out. How? I'm looking to get into this and try to do this as an alternative to, you know, paid radio. And he, he, he Keith Hayes, who I still work with today and um, with, with his production company, was talking about how podcasting can really help you and help, you know, drive things forward and tell stories. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I mean, how do I do this? And I went up there and said, hey, you know, I'm Travis Parenting, I'm Corps Veteran. I'm trying to do this. You know, what do I do? And he's was like, this will work, but you're going to have to put some effort into it. And so I spent from April to, you know, late June getting my flow down, and in July I launched. So, yeah, it wasn't coincidence. I don't believe in that at all. It was just the right place at the right time for a reason. And did you have to sort of pitch him on the idea and the concept before he agreed to help you move forward? Or, you know, no disrespect, but with two million podcasts out there, everybody's got one. Everyone has one. I uh, pitched him on the idea and the concept, and but he wanted to see, you know, me put some effort into it. He wanted to see that I was going to, you know, do a show outline, you know, here was my ideas, and he wanted to see that all kind of laid out for that reason. He had dealt with a lot of people who, you know, to your point about pod fade and, you know, kind of getting their telling but not really committing. So I had to do a lot of upfront work before he's like, okay, I think I'm going to put some, you know, effort behind this guy. Travis, in the next segment, I want to talk a little bit about your advice to others out there because I believe and I support any medium that we, if it's a blog, if it's a podcast, if it's a radio show, if it's a guest editorial, I don't care. Any medium that supports veterans and telling their stories and, and bridging that chasm of understanding between those who served and those who didn't. I mean, that's why we do this show. But uh, I also I wanted to be kind of a cautionary tale, so I'd kind of like to get, you know, have you share your advice to others out there, whether veteran or civilian, if they're thinking of starting a podcast and being successful uh, at having a podcast. What, initially for you, what was the biggest hump to get over? So the, the very important thing to understand is the habit and why you're going to do this. 
and make sure your why is not social media likes or attention, but the focus on the why you're going to do this. And then understand going into this that it's going to take you, no matter how much money you have or how much time you have, a good you know, four to six months to really get your, your rhythm down. And if you can kind of futz through the first four or six months, make mistakes, and, and then get through that gap, you're going to be in. And a lot of people quit because their purpose isn't fully aligned to your uh, authenticity, and they haven't really planned out how they're going to do this to get that six-month hump. And the data shows that if you can get past six months, you're, you're pretty good. And you publish once a week? How, how often? Once a week. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, in, in the case of tonight, it's a special uh, event I'm bringing attention to, so I, I have a Monday show going as well. Every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Man, I, I thought I was good trying to make roughly the same day, but you you got it down to the minute. Down to the minute. <laughs> On time, Ben. On time. Well, right, we'll talk more about that when we come back, because in, in many ways I think that, um, I don't know, I, I get a little jealous of podcasters sometimes, Travis. I mean... For example, right now, I, you know, we've got to stick to the clock here on, on regular radio and, and make the commercial breaks, whereas, you know, if you're a podcaster, you can just turn on the microphone and, and gab. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Ladies and gentlemen, there's your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We're talking with Travis Partington, Oscar Mike Radio. Learn more at OscarMikeRadio.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We're talking with Travis Partington. He's the, the brains and, the, more importantly, the passion behind Oscar Mike Radio. Uh, I first came across Travis uh, through a feature that the Veterans Administration did on the blog about veterans' podcasts out there. And it's just great. I encourage you to visit OscarMikeRadio.com to learn more about Travis and a list of some of his uh, his great podcasts. There. He's unlike a lot of podcasters out there. He's weathered the hump. He's going on, what, what is it, Travis, now eight years, you said? Seven years, seven years. Seven years and over 300 episodes, which is, if you know anything about podcasting, uh, that's quite quite the achievement. Travis, I was teasing before the break, I sometimes get jealous of podcasters. You know, in regular radio, and I use the quotation fingers here, the air quotes, you know, we've got, uh, you know, FCC rules, what we can say, what we can't. We've got time restrictions. We've got to hit the brakes on time in order to make the commercials. And particularly being syndicated, everything's got to be standardized for, for, for all the markets around the country that we're on. I got to say, honestly, I would love to be able to just sit down and turn on the mic and just talk and let it go wherever it's going to go for however long. You know, if it's a longer show or if it ends up being just a 20-minute conversation, I don't have that flexibility with a radio show, whereas you do as a podcaster. Well, I'm kind of jealous that, that you have a radio show, and, and you know, when you, when you tell people that you have a true, like, terrestrial radio show, it's like, oh, wow. And if you tell people you're a podcast, it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't understand that. And I say that a lot of a lot of people who are you know our age, you know, I'm, I'm going to guess we're in the same demographic, you know, don't really understand what podcasting is about, so they don't really you know embrace it, whereas a different kind of crowd will, and so you have to be able to explain to them what it is. So there's there's 
there's bro jealousy on both sides. Boom. <laughs> well, we support each other. And I, yeah, it's funny you say that. It gives my back up a little bit because when people ask me, well, do you have a podcast? And I want to say, you know, I want to grab them by the car and say, no, it's regular old-fashioned radio, you know, on your car. But we do then broadcast the podcast from our, from our website. We archive in there. So I guess I'm a little bit of both, but it starts on radio. When someone of that generation ahead of us, a little more advanced in age, Travis, asks you what a podcast is, what is your brief and concise answer? How do you explain it to them? Podcast is different from radio or, you know, a, a news uh, show is we allow the person to tell us a story. We can dig a little bit deeper into the context and story in a very unhurried way, whereas that, that to your point, right, radio and video media has to hit certain benchmarks to make sure they're hitting all their cues on time. And so a lot of times that is a, a one-minute, you know, snippet on our news, whereas I can take the hour. I can really get into what is being done. I can sit there and talk about your business and how you developed it and what kind of products you offer and services and how you differ from somebody else and give you time to flesh that out. And, and that's where we really differ. Let's talk a little bit for those out there who maybe are thinking of getting into this business, just some of the, the challenges associated with it. Number one is time. Now, both you and I have day jobs. Uh, we're not making a lot of cash doing our, our weekend labors of love, if you will. But just the initial investment... Uh, the importance of equipment. I mean, I, having a good microphone and a good set of earphones, it sounds kind of basic. It sounds like one of those sort of duh things. But if you've heard the end product of people that are using, uh, you know, off-the-shelf, bought it, used from East Germany microphones, it's uh, it's <laughs> the clarity difference is pretty huge. And, you know, it's, it's a very good thing you brought that up. People ask me about swag. They want, you know, merch and a fancy website and, and this and that. And I'm like, you're, you're first... Your first money you spend on this should be your microphone. Your second spend should be on your audio interface, whether it's a, a hardware one like I have, which is a Zoom uh, H6 or a Zoom L8. I use both of them. Those should be your first two expenditures. Anything else is is not going to do it for you because you're right. It, it's, it's about creating that first impression on your voice and how your voice works. And so it's very important to allocate that money to something that's going to make your voice sound the best it can be. What should someone budget for? Give us a ballpark for that kind of equipment. Um, so my Zoom H6 is around $300. You can get a, uh, the, the mic I use right now is the Shure MV7. That's $250. And I tell people all the time it is worth every penny. Both devices are worth every penny. Both devices have paid themselves several times over. So you know, five hundred dollars. If you if you find a sale and, and can, you know, or, or some, what's going on right now is everybody started a podcast during COVID, and then you had Podface come in, and now everybody's trying to get rid of their their equipment they're not using anymore. So you can pick up a great deal on Craigslist, eBay, or whatever if you know where to look. But let's just say five hundred dollars. Okay. And did you were you self trained on on operating the the mixer and stuff? Well, I mean, you've been in radio before, so you had some experience with that, or I self-trained. I'm one of those guys who got out the manuals and read the manuals and, you know, a lot of trial and error, a lot of frustration. Um, but when I got it, when it clicked, it was beautiful. Um, I can record you outside in the park 
and then bring it in and, and use the, the equipment, use the software, use Audacity for a lot of my work still. It's an open source, free, uh, you know, digital audio workstation software, and I can make it sound really good. And so dealing with that frustration, dealing with the trial and error made me better. I could have taken a class, you know, money was tight, but, you know, I like looking at my hands, so learning how to set up a mic, learning how to set someone's volume, learning how to use the software, just, uh, you know, I felt did me better in the long term for me. You know, I, I'd always tell people one of the things I enjoy about radio, and I, I suppose the same thing is with, true about podcasts, is, you know, putting on your um, in, uh, entrepreneur hat, uh, you know, I'm producing a widget. and But uh, the difference is, or for those of you who don't know, didn't take economics, what a widget is, I'm producing a bagel. and But the nice thing about radio is I can then sell that bagel a million times, that same bagel. You know, that same show is going out on, on you know, all the stations. It's kind of the same thing with the podcast. Once you invest initially in producing the product and producing the content, then you're good to go as far as sharing it with as many people as possible. Let's talk a little bit about the backside, though. We've got just about a minute and a half left, though. Um, consistency. You you know, I, when I check my Google Analytics, you, you, I was giving you a hard time about posting at the exact same time every day. But when I look at my analytics, most of the downloads are on the same day of the week. And what that tells me is people come to expect that show to be up on that day, and they come back and visit the website and look for that podcast. And if it's not there, I suspect I'm losing some folks. I try to tell podcasters or anybody in production, you can have all the fancy bells and whistles and all that, but if you do nothing else, you can have a USB mic hook up to your laptop. If you do nothing else, you must... If you're going to produce a show that drops on 1 o'clock on Saturday, Mountain Standard Time, that must happen because, to your point, all the analytics, all the optimization for search engines will reward you for consistency and punish you if you start missing shows of being consistent. And then, to, to your point, if someone's looking to support your show in a meaningful way, financially or through some kind of uh, partnership, if they see that you're, you know, you know, one week you've got a show on and then you go three weeks with another show, it makes them wonder. Mm-hmm. When I see a podcast that is every week or every two weeks and you can set your watch to it, I get a much better impression. Well, I tell you what, good good advice from a Marine. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to up my game here a little bit, Travis. That's that's great advice. I didn't know about that back end with those little search engine gremlins out there. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Travis Pontington. The podcast is Oscar Mike Radio. You can learn more at OscarMikeRadio.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Vila Garcia. We're speaking with Travis Partington. Travis is the producer and host of Oscar Mike Radio. He's a veteran himself. He's four years in the Marines. And the focus of the show is about veterans and their issues and some other really interesting stuff there. You can visit OscarMikeRadio.com to learn more. Travis, we're talking a little bit about the logistics. And, again, I would encourage anybody who has a voice, who wants, or, or in your case, who wants to amplify other voices, to maybe look at podcasting as an option to what we do here on regular old-fashioned radio. But we talked a little bit about the logistics, but let's talk more now about the meat of it. Because it doesn't matter how good your equipment is, you know, if you're producing junk. 
it's got to be something that other people want to listen to, presented in a way that engages them and that hooks them. Where do you get your guest ideas? I think about guests in terms of value. So a guest kind of gave me this idea. I want to give a quick shout-out to Keith Hayes of Seth One Productions, who got me going to Oscar Mike Radio. He kind of showed me this by example, and I kind of baked it into what I do. But my spiel is like this, Ben. I try to find a guest that I will either learn something from or can add value to the veteran conversation. It might be a civilian trying to offer veterans jobs or an opportunity for veterans to enjoy the, the services and products they, they offer. It might be a veteran who's starting their own business or who has an established business who can tell other veterans how to do things. It might be a veteran music artist who understands the challenges of working in uh, media or content production and creation. So it's all about value, and that's what I go for. It's tempting to chase the big name, you know, it bright and lights person who's lighting up social media, so on and so forth. And, you know, yeah, I, I want to talk to, you know, important people too, absolutely. But at the end of the day, give me somebody who's going to give value. And that dovetails to the next part of this where I try to look at a guest in a show as the number one, no matter what the topic is, no matter who the guest is, I want one person listening to my show or watching me on the YouTube or Facebook to come away with something that adds value to their life. And I don't know when Oscar Mike Radio is going to end, but if I know that I have done that with every show, regardless if I get one listener download or a million, then that means I have executed the purpose of Oscar Mike Radio to the best of my ability. And so I feel that if I go into what I'm doing with that attitude, I'm going to get valuable guests who talk to talk about. They will uh, be attracted to you because they feel my authenticity. And people will understand when they when they look at the website and they hear me talk that I'm coming from a place of authenticity. You know, it's interesting you say that because as a civilian who never served, I am adamant about trying to encourage veterans when they when they come out of the military that their second mission if if you will to get engaged in a more and a lot of diverse set of things and what you just said right there travis is part of the reason I, I i encourage that because it's mission before self you know travis is not doing this to get rich and ladies and gentlemen if you're looking to get rich doing podcasting or radio let me tell you it's just a long a long road but you do it because of the mission. So really, almost if you're getting feedback, you, you've got a mission accomplished moment after every podcast. I, I do, right? And sometimes it's it's a coworker or a former coworker saying, hey, I've got this, uh, you know, version working for me. I think, you know, they have a great story. You know, why don't you talk to them? It's it's a former guest or somebody out of the clear blue who's like, you know, hey, you know, talking about that, that spouse coming on there, talking about her challenges. That all adds value, and it, it, it means the world to me that somebody thinks that and was able to communicate that back to me, absolutely. You know, and that, that's something for those listening. I, I encourage you to, you know, there's different ways you can support shows like, like mine and Travis's, but one of the biggest things is that feedback. It is so absolutely critical, and, and not because we're looking for a pat on the back, but you just want to know that you are having an impact. And I tell you, one of my favorite moments was when I got a call from 
one of our affiliates who said they received a, a card from a woman in that market. And I said, what, like a business card? They said, no, an old-fashioned thank you note, thanking us for, for broadcasting the show. That was worth all the gold in the world to get that kind of feedback. One of the other things, Travis, I, talking about your, your guests, I started to get a sense that, that this show had some, some legs when we started to get inquiries from national publicists and, and PR agencies about having their guests on the show. Are you seeing that, or do you get that kind of traction as well, or do you – what percentage of guests are coming to you because, hey, Travis, I heard your podcast. Listen, I've got this idea. I've got this buddy over here who's got this story, versus Travis proactively seeking them out because you want to sort of script your, your stories as you go through the year. My guests come from word of mouth from other guests or other people who listen to the show. Some people I search out and then, you know, referrals uh, from PR agencies, uh, band managers, so on and so forth. I think the last time I looked at it at the end of 2022, I think it was, believe it or not, maybe like 10 guests that I sought out, 40% from PR agents, uh, music agents, that kind of thing, or other podcast agents. And then the rest of them were from word of mouth. Hey, I went on Travis's show, had a great experience. I think you could go on this show and you know, get your story out there. Or, hey, you know, I, I came on your show and, you know, this is my buddy who's doing his thing. Why you talk to him? So it, it's, it's not me spending a lot of time having to look for guests. It's just, I think, because, you know, I, I try to build a good experience for my guests and for the topic that people want to engage with me. And for other people looking to explore getting into this business, you would say that that's pretty that word of mouth is is pretty important, right? You you absolutely cannot underestimate the power of word of mouth. You can't. Uh, you, you know, people want to be on the on the same team or with a you know, and a good experience. So if someone's having a good experience, you're going to talk about it. Yeah, and, and conversely, the talk about bad experiences. They they had a good experience and they're talking about it and really hyping it up okay, that, this is a good thing to have. So I, I I just, I love it. I absolutely love it when someone says, hey, you know, so-and-so, you know, on your show, and they told me to reach out to you, and, you know, this is what I'm doing, and I think it adds value. Let's do it. Absolutely. I, with all due respect, I love publicists. They make my job a lot easier. But sometimes, I don't know if you've experienced this, Travis, but sometimes you get these inquiries and you want to say, did you even bother to look at my web page? Um, you know, what you're pitching here has got absolutely nothing to do. Is not even in the same galaxy of what our content usually is. And I don't want to waste your time, but very politely say no. That doesn't happen very often. Most of the people that we interact with are, are pretty good about it. But on occasion, you'll get that one. I don't know if you have had that experience as well. And how you handle it? Every 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 now and then, every now and then, it's like, well, okay. I, I mean, you got a great song, but I, I don't I don't do like. You got to have some kind of military hook for me. There's nothing there. You're, you you didn't serve, but when you know served, you're not doing this on a. I'm sorry. So it it does happen from time to time. Yeah, I, I've. We are of the same mind there. We, we well, And I guess it's nice if they're reaching out to us, Travis, but, yeah, you're right. It's, it's important because it's, 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 it's hugely important to me, and I suspect with you as well, to maintain the brand, especially when you've invested seven, eight years in, in building it. Um, you don't want to go, you know, go off script or, or, or lose your focus. And 
that's the other thing I often have to explain to some of these publishers or PR agencies is, look, you can't buy your way onto American Warrior Radio. Uh, if you want to talk about an advertising package, that's great. But one has nothing to do with the other. It's either a good story or it's not. And and the financial side of things doesn't matter to me. Well, I don't know how radio works in that regard, but I can tell you for some of the podcasting experiences I've had with people like yourself and other radio professionals looking at it, they look for that. If if you say you're about basketball, all of a sudden you're talking about cricket or soccer, mm-hmm. and you know you're you're becoming diluted. That that's a yeah, it's a red flag again, and they they won't interact with you that much. They're looking for that person who's talked about you know uh, Beanie Babies for the last you know five years. They love that. I'm sure there's about a million Beanie Baby podcasts out there, Travis. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia, talking with Travis Purdington. Visit OscarMikeRadio.com to check it out. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We're talking with Travis Partington. Travis is a Marine veteran, and he is the producer, owner, host, bottle washer of Oscar Mike Radio. Just a great podcast. I encourage you to check it out, OscarMikeRadio.com. Travis, we're talking about kind of how the sausage is made here. What, if you, I mean, you're still very active in, in other veterans groups and supporting veterans groups. Do you also see Oscar Mike as not only an avenue for raising awareness, but on occasion, do you see it also as a a stepping stool that some of these organizations can come to if they're looking to uh, raise some money, for example? Are there any particular causes you support or you focus on? Um, yes, yeah, a twofold answer. So, uh, yes, there's causes I support. So, um, let's just look at the business side. So you're a veteran-owned business, and you're trying to get some word out there about your product. Uh, Super Savage, Bottom Bend Coffee, and Katon Shaving Company, and I worked out a deal where if you, you know, listen to my show and you click on their link and order some product from them, I'll be able to give you a discount code, and you get 10% off. And what that does, by profiling in that way, that, that, that lets people know that, hey, these businesses are out there making fantastic products. I don't, I don't promote anything I don't support. So mm-hmm. if I like it, that means you're going to like it, hopefully. And, you know, that's how we do it. Then there's the veteran nonprofit. Uh, currently, we're staying up with a veteran nonprofit called I Got Your Six Two Lives at Once. Uh, it's a it's a veteran nonprofit that is going to save a dog that would be destroyed in a pound. And so we're going to take that dog and give it to a veteran in need of a service dog. And it's really exciting to see... Oscar might really be able to support, you know, these nonprofits in this way. And there's other nonprofits I support, like uh, Rolling Thunder Chapter 2, Veterans Brotherhood, uh, Motorcycle Club. You know, I've supported them and what they've done. They support me in turn. But it's just, you know, another way where I try to tell other veteran podcasters that you can take your podcast and really make it a force for good mm-hmm. in, in the greater veteran community and, and, and in the world. And then you know, say a civilian like yourself has an event for veterans. You know, I've come there, set up my, you know, rig and live stream from that event. It's supported them and promoted them. And it helps other civilians who can support veterans understand that they, too, can, you know, use what they have to, you know, advocate for those who have served or currently serving now. You know, it's interesting to me you say because as 
my show grows and our, and our reach grows, I've never done this before. So, I mean, every, every step I take is a new step for me. But I often wonder about, is there a point at which the temptation to trade your ethics or... So, for example, we had a, a, a national-level advertiser that approached us about running some commercials, and it's a product that would be appropriate for our demographic. But let's just say the way they pitch the product, their content... I wouldn't take the ad uh, unless they agreed to to adjust their content a little bit. You know, it was snappy, got your attention, but it just wasn't family friendly. It wasn't appropriate, I think, for the tenor of our show. And I really got the impression that their marketing person was was deeply offended by me actually saying that. Uh, but no, my wife said, you know, hey, hey, good on you. So, Travis, would you consider yourself an influencer? Yeah, <laughs> we were doing so good. Okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a rant here. I, I did my research. I knew this was going to be a hot button for you. Um, I loathe that term, every fiber of my being. I got asked to go to the Military Influencers Conference in Vegas in 2022 and declined. I said, I'm not going. Uh, I was asked to go again this year. I said, don't even bother. I'm not going. I, I loathe that term. Uh, and here's why. I, if you look at the words have power, words have meaning. And influence, to me, can be defined as something that can be bought, sold, or even peddled. You know, I'm going to, you know, hold your coffee cup in my hand. And, you know, because I'm doing that, for instance, people are going to know about your brand because I'm doing it. And my influence is going to make you money. Uh, that, to me, is just uh, inauthentic. It's, it's not real. So I, I do not and will never consider myself an influencer, and I just don't want to be in that conversation at all. I'd rather be known as a podcaster, professional, than somebody who is an influencer category. I'm about empowering veterans to keep moving forward with their lives, telling active duty military to be appreciate your service, you know, keep up the good work. And then telling civilians, hey, here's the amazing things, you know, my brothers and sisters are doing. You know, why don't you give one of them a job? Why don't you see what they can do for you and your business or your initiative or whatever? Influencers, to me, are about themselves. And it also goes diametrically opposed to my thing about the value of money. And because influencers are about getting their, you know, social media likes and influence out there in terms of that metric. I will always be about the number one, the one guest, the one topic, the in person in front of me. So that's my spiel. I get some hate for that sometimes, but I'm okay with that. I'm 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 willing to die on that hill any day of the week. Well, I and congratulations, that's very well spoken. I I realize now when you say that that I sort of skipped over something. That really is the genesis behind the name Oscar Mike, right? And in military lingo, what does Oscar Mike mean? So Oscar Mike it means, you know, we're on the move. We're on mission. And and so, you know, you know, Oscar Mike means, you know, this this is about getting veterans who are, are moving forward, moving in 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 the true direction of their purpose for what they're doing. And when I started being Oscar Mike for this podcast, other parts of my life started improving. And so this show has done uh, an immeasurable amount of good for me as a person, in my profession, as a father, in a lot of ways. And, and, and you know, I just, you know, Keith Hayes and, and, you know, my sponsors and people who supported me, you know, really got this going. And, and you know, we're going to be on the move. 
We were kind of running down here on on time, Travis. But there are a couple things I want to run by you real quick too. The 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 VA blog that that you are featured in. One of the other uh, podcasts or organizations featured there is something called the Veteran Podcast Network. It's founded by a Navy veteran, and I went to check that out. They've got over sixty podcasts on there, and the thing I liked about it is they were all over the board. And it, it to me, it's I mean. There was one that they are. There's a hoarding solution. Now all these are veterans that are podcasters, yep. but there was one about hoarding solutions. There was one called Tactical Travel about how to save money on travel, and entrepreneurship podcasts, and and my favorite for the best character limited plug, the Canceled for Maintenance podcast, which encouraged listeners to take a comedic behind the scenes look into the non glamorous caffeine fueled life of aircraft maintenance. And what I what I like I love that. But what I liked about it really it, it speaks to the diversity of the veteran community. And civilians need to hear that out there, that just because you're a veteran, it doesn't mean you're one-dimensional. It doesn't mean you're just all about breaking stuff. And would you, I assume, echo, or well, let me ask you this, would you encourage more veterans to get involved in the podcast battle space? Absolutely. Think about all the stories we've missed from World War I, uh, the Korean War, and even World War II, because these stories were never told. You know, our Vietnam War veterans are dying faster than our World War II veterans did because of things like Agent Orange. So these stories are valuable. And it's such a big sandbox to play in that no one's going to tell the same story twice. So absolutely, absolutely. I definitely echo that. When I've had veterans on the show, Travis, who are best-selling authors, I always ask, well, what's on your bookshelf? What else do you like to read? What other podcasts does Travis like to listen to? Um, it's not an active podcast right now for a lot of reasons. But the Stride and Sonner podcast is a good one I, I love to listen to. Uh, the Lonely Palette, which is about art, is one I really like. Um, there's a couple other uh, ones I listen to, um, but those are the two main ones I really engage with. I kind of like to listen to uh, uh, different stuff. There's a music podcast called the Mr. Scary Podcast. I like rock and roll, heavy metal, and uh, that one, uh, you know, a lot of cool interviews from bands I listen to now, um, but that's where I'm at. Travis, are you ever tempted, if you listen to a podcast that is in, not your podcast, but in the same topic vein, and say, man, they, they really left a lot on the table there. They didn't complete the story, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that guest on my program and talk about that. That ever happened to you? No, no. I mean, I've definitely felt those thoughts before. I look at it as... Everybody does their their style differently, and so what I might consider myths might be considered perfectly fine for everybody else. So to me, it goes back to okay, you know, regardless if I get them on my show or not, you know, how can I engage a podcast to flush those things out and not leave anything on the table? And then I don't know what's going on. If you only have twenty minutes to talk to somebody, you're going to have to cram a whole lot in a short amount of time. If you have an hour or longer, or they're going to come back on in a couple months, then you've got more freedom to work with. So I try not to judge other podcasts because I don't know what's going on there. The main thing I judge is did they give the guests a topic they're due? Did they try the best they did with what they had? If I feel they've done that, then, then we're good. Travis, thank you so much for sharing your time with our listeners here today. Ladies and gentlemen, visit Oscar Mike. Radio.com. You can listen to some of Travis's great stuff and, and give him feedback and support him and support all the veterans out there. Ladies and gentlemen, as usual, thanks for tuning in to American Warrior Radio. Until next time, our policies and procedures are to remain in place. You've been listening to American Warrior Radio. 
Archived episodes may be found at AmericanWarriorRadio.com or your favorite podcast platform.